So we're doing a series called Advance. Last week we talked about A stands for attitude or the spirit of faith. We also talked about D, which stands for decision, stands for determination, and it also stands for uh, diligence. And I think one of the greatest examples of this, as we can see, is found in Mark chapter 5. So let's go over there quickly this morning. Mark the fifth chapter. And we're going to look at this woman with the issue of blood. Do you remember her? The woman with the issue of blood. In verse uh, 25, it says, And a certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years. Now, that's a long time. In other words, her her blood would flow. It was something that was, was chronic. And what did she do? Well, she suffered many things of many physicians and had spent everything that she had and was nothing better, but she got worse. That's a tragedy. To spend all of your money and grow worse. But when she had heard of Jesus, she heard something that gave her hope. She heard something that gave her the sense of a possibility of her affliction being stopped and being turned around. She heard of Jesus. And when she heard of Jesus... She came in the press behind, and she touched his garment. Now, I have heard and understood that the press was so thick on that day that it was almost suffocating. And this woman with the issue of blood was not supposed to be in public. She had an affliction. She was supposed to be out there by herself. But someone and something on the inner side of her said, I'm going to press through this press. I'm going to make my way to the master and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I believe the next verse says, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I'm going to be whole. The scripture says, That she kept saying it. You can see her going through the press. Maybe having to move some people out of the way. And in her heart, she just kept saying, If I can just get to Jesus, I'm going to be made whole. Friends, there are things that we must keep saying. There are things that we must hold fast to as a way of life. Find scriptures and hold on to those scriptures with all of your might. It is many times a matter of life and death, sanity or insanity. It's a matter of determination. (laughs) This woman had this attitude, I'm not going to be denied. How many of you have the same attitude? I'm not going to be denied. For she said, she kept saying, If I may but touch his clothes, I, glory to God, shall be whole. 
Notice what happened. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Is it a great day when you feel it in your body? We sure don't live by feelings. We live by faith. But I don't mind a truckload of them. And you know this woman with the issue of blood did not mind. For uno momento. She felt in her body. She got her breakthrough because she broke through. Hallelujah. You may be experiencing a press this morning, but I'm here to encourage you today to keep pressing. Keep moving. It's the will of God for you to advance. Not just physically, but it's God's plan for you to advance even in your soul. Certainly for you to advance in your business or on the job. God is a God of advancement. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Can you praise Him with me a moment? In verse 30. And Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus immediately... Knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Master, don't you see all these people that are pressing upon you? And how can you say, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Luke's translation of the same account said, Somebody touched me. There are no nobodies to the master. He's a personal savior. And he's deeply and personally acquainted with you. And he never looks at any of us As a nobody, he sees us as somebodies. Hallelujah. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Read verse 34 with me. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Go in peace. And be whole of thy plague. Glory to God. She made the decision. I'm going for it. She was determined to get through. And God rewarded her diligence. And you know this verse as well as I do. In the book of Hebrews says that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Not a rewarder of those who casually seek Him, but He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. She received the reward. Make the decision this morning. I'm advancing. 
I'm moving forward. Be determined that you will press through any obstacle that stands in your way and God will reward your decision, your determination, and your diligence. V stands for vision. To increase and to move forward, we've got to see ourselves advancing. Faith always sees the answer. We have the answers in God's Word. And so as we spend time in God's Word, God's Word paints an image on the inside of us. To where we can see ourselves with the things that He has already bought and paid for for us. Faith sees the answer. The words that he speaks unto us, they are spirit and they are life. And they paint pictures on the inside of us. The more familiar with who you are and what you have and where you are in Christ, that paints a picture of victory. That paints a picture of, you know what? They told me I couldn't do it, but through Christ I can. The Holy Spirit is an artist. And he will take God's word and he will paint a picture on the canvas of your heart of those things that are already yours. In Proverbs 29, it says this, without a vision, the people perish. The message says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. How important is it for us to locate His vision for our lives? And how does the the recognition of His vision come to us? Well, it comes by spending quality time with Him. How do we locate the vision? Well, in 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says that God reveals His vision or His will unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all the things of God. Yes, even the deep things of God. Our answers for His vision for our lives come from the realm of the Spirit. In John 16, 13, it says, When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, what will he do? He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of himself. But whatever he hears, that shall he speak. And thank God he will show us things to come. Man is a spirit. You are a spirit being. I can't see your spirit, but God can I can see your physical body. But your physical body is not the real you. Your physical body is just the vehicle in which you carry your spirit and soul in. And Paul's sincere prayer is that the very God of peace would sanctify us holy, keep us intact, spirit, soul, and body until Jesus returns. This phrase came from my spiritual dad, Kenneth E. Hagin. He says, the more that you understand the spirit of man, the easier it will be to be led by the spirit of God. 
In other, in other words, we need to put spiritual things first and become more conscious of our heart and more conscious of his dealings that he brings to our heart. God communicates his vision to you through the Spirit. I love these scriptures. In Proverbs 20, 27, read it with me. It says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. God leads and guides us by his spirit in our spirit. Romans 8, 14, let's read it together. It says this, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, what are they? And then verse 16, it says, The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Say it with me real strong this morning. I'm led by the Spirit of God. He's leading me every day. He guides me and directs me. And shows me His vision for my life. I am spirit conscious. I'm God inside minded. I'm sensitive to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And I am led by the Holy Ghost. You know, it's very difficult to talk about vision without looking at the life of Abraham just for a moment or two. So if you would turn with me to Genesis chapter 12 in verses 1 through 3. This is the account of God calling Abraham out into a country that he had never been before. And he says in verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I'm going to show you. And I'm going to make of you a weak nation. A great nation. And I'm going to bless you and make your name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. I love how the Amplified says it in verse 3. Participate with me today just a while. Ready, read. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. And you will be all a family of the... Amen. Now notice verse 2 is what I really meant to say. <laughs> notice verse 2 in the Amplified. He said, I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. And I'm going to make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Say it with me. I am blessed to be a blessing dispensing good to others. So God had a great, big, huge plan for Abraham. But in order for this to really get down in his heart, he had to give him some vision. He had to give him something that he could see so that he could lay hold of the plan that God had for him and all, all nations of the earth. 
We see this in Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 through 16. It says, And the Lord said to Abram, after the lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place. Everyone say, look up your, look up your eyes and look from the place. He said, Where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see to thee will I give it and thy seed forever. Notice verse 16. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. This phrase, lift up your eyes and look. This was designed to paint a picture of vision in Abraham's life. And the Bible is designed to give us a vision. What vision will do, it will change the image of your past. Aren't you glad? Thank God you're no longer an old sinner. Now that you're in the family of God, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's one of the biggest things and truths that I had to get a hold of post-addiction and post-treatment way back in the 70s because my past would hound me. But what happens, I replace my past with the present tense realities of God's Word. And when God's Word got into my spirit, took a while, and it takes some time. When God's word got down on the inside of me, I didn't see myself of what I used to be. I didn't see the old mark. I saw the new mark. I didn't see the old man. I saw the new man in Christ Jesus. And it will pay all of us rich dividends to let the past go. And get a vision and get an image of what Christ is in our lives. And it will change your life forever. Amen. It not only changes the image of the past, but it can change the image of your present. And it can change the image of your future. The question I have for you this morning is, what do you see when you lift up your eyes? What are you seeing? What are you saying? What are you seizing? What do you see? From where you are now, when you look at your life, hello? Yeah. <laughs> Hola? It's okay, believe me, it's all right. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? God will absolutely open your eyes. Has anybody ever needed their eyes opened? We are not designed to go through life asleep. We are not designed to go through life just shuffling along, waiting for the rapture of the church. Thank God for the rapture of the church. But I've read in the Word of God that before the rapture, there's going to be days of heaven here upon the earth. There's going to be... Such great times of refreshing and such an outpouring of fresh oil. Praise God that it will change your countenance. It'll change your situation. It'll turn your life around. What are you seeing? 
see. Let him give you vision. The Holy Spirit will help. The word of God will help. The entrance of his word, it gives light. Say with me, the entrance of God's word. It's given me light. Put your hand over your heart and say, I pray that the eyes of my understanding would be flooded with light. What do you see? What do you see? When we purchased this property, oh brother, did we need to see. Because what we saw didn't look like that it would ever happen. This was just a shell. But because we have a great church and great people of faith and a great God and a great staff, God gave us vision. And you know what? It didn't happen overnight. For the vision, Habakkuk says, is for an appointed time. And we're going to look at that verse in just a moment. Are you still with me? Do you see your business increasing? Do you see your body getting better? Do you see yourself healed? Do you see yourself walking around the block without fear? Dr. Cho, what a great man of God he was. Brendan and I went there in 1987, I believe, and went to his prayer conference. It was just an absolute awesome experience. We were with Pastor Dick Burnell and Ron Cannoli and others, and we were over there, and I'm telling you what, what a earth-shaking thing. We went, we went to a service, listen to this, on a Wednesday afternoon, and there were about 25,000 people in that church. It's better than the 40 we're getting on Wednesday night. (laughs) We're thankful for the 40. Don't misunderstand me. But that place was a roar of prayer. They were on their knees. It sounded like thunder. And not a thunder that would hurt or damage. But there was a roar of prayer going up from that place. No wonder he had the largest church in the world. I'll guarantee you, it didn't come as a result of his charisma. It came as a result of God's people praying and praying and pressing and pressing. But as a visionary, Dr. Cho had to have vision. He had to see it and say it so they could seize it. We went up to Prayer Mountain one day, Brenda and I and the whole team that was with us. Prayer Mountain is right on the border between North and South Korea, the DMZ, the the DMZ, demilitarized zone. Thank you, Kimberly. It was amazing. 
We went into that place and there were other groups there and all they had was rugs. And they would spend days fasting and praying. We were only there for a few hours. But it marked our lives and changed our lives forever on what should be. That's what vision is. Vision says, this should be. And it also says, this could be. And it must be. And one of the most famous quotes that Dr. Cho gave, and I believe it's good for each and every one of our lives, every day of our lives, he said this, Show me your vision, and I will show you your future. Show me your vision, and I'll show you your future. Now, you just can't go around sharing vision with everyone because there's always going to be the naysayers. Now, if you run into people and say, oh, you're just dreaming, you're just crazy, it's a very strong possibility that you have a real vision from God. If you face opposition like you've never faced before, getting you to yield to pressure and getting you to yield to quit, but something on the inside of you just won't let you, it's most likely a vision from God. Are you listening this morning? I just came here today to stir you up a little bit. Don't let this hellish pandemic keep you down. There's always going to be a new variant. But I like what Ron Carpenter's preaching. We got a new variant called faith. A breakout of faith. Don't let what you've been through cause you to throw in the towel and say, I'm through. I'll be honest with you. I've been tempted to say I'm through. But I hear the Holy Ghost say, I'm not through with you. (laughs) Hallelujah. And if he ain't through, yes, sir. I am yours to command. I'm not through because we're going through. We're going from one place of glory to the next. Vision gives us the ability to see something that is not yet manifested in the natural realm. Hebrews 11 verses 8 through 10 in the message translation. It says, by an act of faith, Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 10. If I messed up, I messed up. Let me just read it to you. In the message translation, Hebrews 11, 8 through 10 says, By an act of faith, Abraham, he said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. (laughs) When he left, 
He had no idea where he was going. Wow. No wonder, P.T., he's called the father of faith. Well, what are you going to do next, Pastor? I have no idea. But I'm going to follow him. And he'll take me. (laughs) He'll take me. And he'll take you where you need to go. Amen. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. But by an act of faith, he lived in the country, promised him. He lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. And here's how Abraham did it. It says, Abraham did it. And you can do it by keeping your eye (laughs) on the unseen realm. Abraham kept his eye on an unseen city. We have the ability to see the unseen. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real... I get happy when I think about it. Real eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. He saw something and he kept his eye on it. There are some things you've got to see first. And if you never take the time other than Sunday to hear from heaven, your life will pass you by and you will not see things that God wants you to see. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not me. <laughs> there are things we've got to see on the inside before we can see them on the outside. Sometime I will share my entire testimony with you. I have not shared it publicly, but I will share my entire testimony, some of the things that I have been through. Not only B.C., but after I was born again. Some things that uh, are very holy, very dear. Some things that God gave me an undeniable breakthrough in. I'm talking about physically. He's good. He is good. Say with me, He is good. All the time. And all the time. (laughs) God is good. Come on, say it again. God is good. God is good to me. He's good to me all the time. So choose to live on the happy side of life. Amen. And so we see then, as before we receive communion, there are so many things in the Word that are already settled on our behalf, we must look into the perfect law of liberty, find the scriptures, and find out what's already ours and move forward and seize our God-given benefits. I ask you again, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? I'm seeing revival. 
God raised us up for this hour. We've come into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. We're not about to go hide in a cave. We're the glorious church. Having a clear vision will help all of us to advance in the plan and in the will of God. So don't fling away your fearless confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you're going to seize the promise. Look at Habakkuk real quickly. Pastor Tom, you can come up if you would. Hallelujah. Okay, Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. Stand up, everybody. Glory. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Habakkuk 2.3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it's going to speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. Peter Lowe said this, he said, The most common trait I have found in all successful people is that they have conquered the temptation to give up. How'd this service start out? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There's no temptation. Lastly, Galatians 6, 9. I want you to read it with me. How many of you know the passage of time is a dream thief? Look at Galatians 6, 9 in the Amplified. Let's read it. Ready? Read. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right. For in due season, at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faith. Lift up your hand and say, in due season, I'm going to reap. I'm not going to loosen. I'm not going to relax my courage. I'm holding fast to the things that God has placed in my heart. Come on, everybody. Let's thank God for the word of God today. Do you receive it this morning? God's word is alive and it's working in your heart today. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Say it with me for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Oh, say it a couple more times. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. One more time. For the Lord is good. Holy Spirit, help us to take what we've heard today and give it action. In the name of Jesus.